um, born into our heart, if you will. Okay, so um, you can, you know, go over these whenever you have the time, but I want to enjoin you to understand these scriptures and burn them into your heart. You've been reading them, you've heard about them, so what I have done is to help you do some highlighting and color. There was a professor that told me the statistics shows that when you are trying to, this is very good for students, if you are taking a note in class and you want to ensure that you remember stuff, it is good to use multiple colored pen. I didn't do this statistic, someone told me, so you may have to uh, do your research. I've not followed up to see if it is so. But I, um, I was in a class and I realized it worked. Okay, it really worked. So he said that statistics has shown that to help our retention when we're learning anything, that we should learn to write in multiple colors. Just write in different colors as opposed to just writing in one color. There is a part of our brain that is activated and it helps our retention. I have no idea, I'm not a medical doctor. I've not done any research on this, but they have done research on it. And so when he's teaching, he uses multiple colors and he uh, encourages the students to do the same, to use multiple colors while you are taking your note. Because for whatever reason, um, statistics shows or the research shows that it helps our retention. So I try to do that here to make some bold color, you know, to see if it will help us. Amen? But in order to bring home the point that we need to understand what God is doing before we can step into actually telling others what he is doing, I um, highlighted these scriptures. Um, and these are the scriptures, you know, normally these are very, very rudimentary, very basic um, scriptures that you learn when you get born again, amen? In those days, we used to learn how to memorize scriptures. So we're going to read together these scriptures. Um, again, there was another uh, concept in teaching that this same professor uh, taught me is that it is always good if you, rather than just allowing your student to sit down and be receiving, uh, make them participate. And so we're gonna try that as well. So two things, we have colored <laughs> um, handwritten stuff, and then we're gonna participate, making sure that the student participate, amen? So we're gonna pick our, uh, take ourselves in twos. Um, so, and you're gonna read to your neighbor, okay? We're gonna read all these scriptures, um, and you're going to read to your neighbors. Amen? So uh, ensure you have a partner. So we're going to read. Again, God has given us a task of telling everyone what he's doing. And we want to ensure that we understand what he's doing so that we can go ahead and learn the strategy he wants us to use in telling others. Amen? Okay. Um, can we pair up? Do we all have this, um, this leaflet? Uh, it's not enough? Okay. As long as one person... Uh, has, you know, let's, let's just make sure that at least in each twos, there's one pamphlet. So, pair up in two, please, quickly, quickly. I don't want to take a minute uh, more than the time we've been given. 
So as long as there is one person, your partner must at least have one. So, amen? And uh, we can display it as well. Um, if you can, can you see if you can display that as well? I think we have a copy we can display. If not, then let's just, amen? Okay, let's be in twos. Um, we're going to go into, uh, go down, go down, 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 down to John. The first scripture there is John 3.16. Yeah, here we go. John 3.16, but it's too wide. We might not see it. Okay. So in case if there is any group of two that don't have the leafless, we can, you can both look and read from the overhead. Amen? So are we all set? Is everyone ready? Okay, here's go. We, we, I want to go. We're going to read John 3.16 through 18. Again, this is in message translation. And I want you to read it um, to your partner and the next one you switch position okay the other person will read the next one amen are we okay with the instructions okay so if, um john so choose your partner who is going to read john 3 16 then efficient two, then we go like that amen okay john 3 16 one to go read to your partner now Okay, that's taking so long. Are we reading everything or are we just doing John 16? John 3, 16? Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. John 3, 16 is the first one. Then we will do the second one, then you switch position. Is that what you're doing? Oh, okay, good, good, all right. Just making sure, <laughs> amen. Are we done now? If you are not done, raise your hand, okay. Just make sure, we want to make sure everyone is done. Okay. We should be done by now. Are we all done? Okay. Amen? I don't know if you're going to score your partner. Okay. Someone is not done yet. The second one. Okay, let's go to the second one. It looks like we want to do it together. Okay, let's go to the second one. If you have done it, don't worry. If you have not done it, so let's go to the second one. The second one is Ephesians chapter 2 uh, from Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 7 through verse 10. Now God has us where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the nest to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It is God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'll probably go around bragging that we've done the whole thing. No, 
We neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. In God and the good work he had gotten ready for us to do. To work we had better be done. Amen. The third one, Ephesians, you can switch position now. Ephesians 3, uh, verse uh, 7 through 8. Ephesians 3, verse 7 through 8 from the message version. 8 through 10, okay. 8 through 10, that's fine. Um, one to go. This is my life work. Helping people understand and respond to this message. It came as a sheer gift to me. A real surprise. God handling all the, back, the details. When it came to presenting the message to people who had no background in God's way, I was the least qualified of any of the available Christians. God saw to it that I was equipped. But you can be sure that it, has, it had nothing to do with my natural abilities. And so here I am, preaching and writing about things that are way over my head. The inexhaustible riches and generosity of Christ. My task is to bring out in the open and make plain what God who created all these is in the first place has been doing in the secret and behind the scenes all along. True followers of Jesus like you, like yourselves, gathered in churches. This extraordinary plan of God is becoming known and talked about even among the angels. Amen. The last one, John 14 from verse 11 through 14. One to go. Believe me, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see. This works. The person who trusts me will not only do what I am doing, but even greater things. Because I, on my way to the Father, am giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it from now on. Whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I will do it. That's how the Father will be seen for who he is in the Son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I will do Hallelujah. I, you will need to do more because we're not going to have time to do this in, the, in this uh, class. You will need to do more to do your own learning. And you have to uh, enroll in the Messiah College of Reconciliation. And you will need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand this that he is doing. Because until then, here, there are two things that will happen that will pressure you not. It's either you will not do it or you will do it and you get a negative result. And God forbid. Amen? And we're going to see that in a minute. Within the few minutes um, that we have, I'm going to power through uh, this. Uh, but while you are doing your study, as the Lord is helping you and enrolling you in the Messiah School of Reconciliation, we can compare notes. If you have any question you want to talk to me about it, let's, let's compare notes. I've been enrolled in this school for a while, and it's a school you enroll in, you will never graduate. 
Amen. You don't graduate because Jesus is always going to be ahead of you. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is the teacher, but the Bible is where you have all the curriculum. Amen. I hope I'm not speaking in tongue, but let me make it plain quickly. We said God has given us a task, and the task is telling everyone what he is doing. In this pamphlet that we have read, we have just seen what God is doing. In summary, in summarization, and again, this is my own summarization. God motivated by love is restoring relationship with everyone so that anyone can participate in the resurrected life in Christ Jesus. A better life than they ever lived on their own. God creates me by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. These are all the summary of all that we have read so far. Amen? You can have your own summarization. But the key thing is God is motivated by love. And all he is doing is to restore relationship between man and himself. And the goal is to ensure that every man and every woman that will believe in him will participate in the resurrected life of Christ. And that is a far more better life than you can ever live on your own. Amen? And so that's what God is doing. And that should be the yardstick we use in measuring everything we do. Meaning, whatsoever I am doing here on earth, if I am a child of God, if I am born again, whatsoever I am doing will definitely carry this as the goal. That will be the ultimate goal. If I am a singer, I'm a physician, if I am a carpenter, if I am um, astrologer, what, whatsoever God has given me to do, I need to have behind my mind what God is doing. Every of those things that we do, either as occupation or vocation, guess what they are to God? They are vehicles. They are vehicles in the hand of God. Because you are actually the equipment. Your job is a vehicle. Your profession, your vocation, whatever it is, is a vehicle. Okay, And as I want to go through quickly the strategy of which the God that has created us and invited us to join him in what he is doing, he has given a strategy. I told us last week about using a template. Jesus is the perfect template. God's strategy right from the beginning was to make a template. So that when he makes that template, he will replicate that template. And that template we replicate and replicate and replicate and the replication iteration will continue. And that's how God intends to introduce himself to the entire world, to make known to the entire world what he is doing. Jesus came and he said, I and my father, we are one because God has replicated himself in Jesus. So Jesus picked 12 and he tried to replicate himself Unto those 12. So that those 12 will now replicate themselves 
and the iteration will continue. That has been the strategy from the beginning. You and I, we are the equipment God is counting on to introduce himself to the world. So when God is saying, I have given you the task of telling everyone what I am doing, guess what has happened in the church so far? We have, we have created a dichotomy between us and what God wanted us to do. Okay? How did we do that? You've heard about evangelism program or evangelism project. We are going on evangelism. We have a, a crusade. Um, we are going on a mission. We are this, we are that. There has been a separation between us and the task. But the strategy of God was not to have a project of evangelism. Not to have a project or a program of mission. No, 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 no. You are the equipment. You are not separated from the task. Let me make a plan. Um, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is a drink. If Coca-Cola is trying to, there was a vision of Coca-Cola, I don't know if it is still the same, they want a bottle of Coca-Cola in every home all over the world. That's a big vision. And what would, that, what would that do? That every home that a bottle of Coca-Cola enters, everyone in that home will know what Coca-Cola means just by having a taste. When they taste it, they will understand what Coca-Cola means. How good Coca-Cola is. So, in order to do that, the strategy was to ensure that Coca-Cola, when they were manufacturing it, is a perfect Coca-Cola. Every work was poured on Coca-Cola, and they duplicate it in the factory and duplicate it in the factory and send it all over the world. And wherever Coca-Cola is, when you have a taste of it, you know this is Coca-Cola, it's good. Mercedes-Benz, I don't know if this is true. Is it the best car? Is it? You, you can debate that. When Mercedes-Benz was trying to make Mercedes, they had to ensure they work on a template. A Mercedes-Benz that is perfect. And once they had that, they duplicated it, right? And in order for you to know what Mercedes-Benz looks like, you need to take a ride. All you needed was to ride on a Mercedes-Benz, and then everything about Mercedes-Benz you will understand. Is that true? You will know how good it is. How this journey can go 180 as opposed to other cars. Amen? What am I saying? Jesus Christ was sent to us as a perfect template. And he's trying to pour himself into us. To replicate himself into us. So that wherever we show up, God shows up. That's the plan. It's not like I'm going to say I'm going to do evangelism. No. My lifestyle is evangelism. My life is telling people what God is doing. Everything I do should be telling people what God is doing. The problem that has been in organized religion is we have separated it. 
So that means I can go and do evangelism now and come back Monday through Friday and fight my neighbor. That's what that song is saying. Right? Some people say they're Christians. Right? And on Sunday, they behave like Christians. But Monday through Friday is something else. That is a perversion of the strategy that God instituted. Amen? What God is looking to do is to replicate himself in us so that wherever we go, then we can begin to manifest. And the way he does that is a one-on-one -on -one relationship. I'm on the strategy now. The strategy is that you are the equipment. God is counting on you as the equipment. And is going to use relationship as a vehicle to carry you to everywhere, every place, so that you can achieve the mission of telling everyone what he is doing. Amen? Relationship is the vehicle. How does he do that? So if I am the equipment, as soon as I enter into relationship with Jesus, he pours himself into me. He replicates himself into me. And wherever I go, human beings are relational animals. Every interaction we have is a relationship. We have job relationship. If you break the world down, it's relation and ship. Ship is a carriage. Ship is something that transports you from one place to the other. So God is in the business of restoring relationship. So it will restore relationship so that that ship can carry you. Business relationship, for example. If I enter into business with someone, we have a business relationship, correct? I am right there, a perfect template that God has made. And I am now in a relationship, business relationship. In that business relationship, I am the equipment of God to introduce God, to tell people what God is doing. In that business relationship, that business is the ship that carries me to meet this sister. Because now we are in relationship. God is using every relationship as a ship, a carriage, to bring you to everyone that he wants you to talk to about him. So that job is a carriage, is a ship that will carry you into a business, for example, a family relationship, for example, husband and wife. The ship is carrying you into that husband and wife relationship so that you, the individual, having been carried by the ship to meet this lady, you can now introduce what God is doing to this lady. 
That was God's strategy. If I am, what other relationship can you, any relationship at all is a ship, it's a carriage. And that's what God wanted to use so that it can carry you to meet somebody. Right? And whatever you define that relationship to me doesn't matter. It's just a means to the end. It's a carriage. And when it carries you to that individual, because God has replicated himself in you, you don't need to go do evangelism. Or, no, evangelism is going to be happening concurrently. The message is supposed to be part and parcel of my life. Delivering the message, the message of God, telling people what God is doing, is through that relationship. That relationship will bring me to someone, and because we have that relationship, then the message is being transferred. Amen? i give you an example because I don't have the time. Again, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. We have a two-year-old Abigail. God wanting to teach Abigail who he is, trying to introduce himself to Abigail. He brought Abigail and us into a parent-child relationship. That ship of parenthood. And what do you think God is expecting? Having brought Abigail into that, through that ship of parenthood to us as parents. Now God has replicated himself in us and he's looking for us to replicate ourselves to AIG. It is building relationship. Restoring relationship. That's the tool. It is the means. Guess what? Let me give you a very literal example. Do you know, have you not done any teaching on how to cook? Seven days um, or seven steps on how to cook rice or cook egg. Abigail knows how to cook rice. You might not be able to eat it. How does he know, how does she know that? Because a relationship has been created, parent-child relationship. All she needed to do was to wash. So as she is washing mommy, go to the stove, light up the stove, put a frying pan on top of the stove, put rice or put egg. And as mommy was turning, oh, mommy is cooking rice. Mommy is cooking egg. Guess what? Without any formal training, without any stress, Abigail now can use her own uh, baby stove. And she will have egg and put it on the saucepan and she will put it on her stove and she will light it up and say, I'm cooking egg. Who trained her? Who taught her how to cook? Who taught her that this is egg, this is... No, nobody. It was just through that relationship. The parent and child relationship, that ship, as she was in that ship, she was seeing every step it takes to cook rice. She was seeing every step it takes to cook egg. 
And guess what? She was learning it without any stress. Do you think God gave us children for no reason? It was to teach us the strategy. It was about the strategy, how we will introduce him to the world. It's using something very close to us, very literal, to teach us how many of us pay attention. Amen? It is not complex. So when God brings me into a business relationship, he's using that business as a ship to carry me and meet somebody who I should tell what he is doing. And it is not about hitting the Bible on his head, no. It's not about telling that person, no. It is just by living the resurrected life of Jesus in that business. Just like we don't have to teach Abigail how to cook. Just by living our normal life, the resurrected life of Jesus Christ in that business relationship, guess what? That business partner is going to be the one asking question. At some point, he's going to ask question. I guarantee you that it is Jesus' strategy. If you don't believe me, when you get home, read the book of John chapter 4. When Jesus was weary in his journey, on his journey, the Bible said he sat at the well, the well of Jacob, and a woman came there. Jesus didn't prepare and say, I'm going to evangelize. No. He is the equipment wherever he is at. The evangelism continues. It is the normal life. And as Jesus met this woman, Jesus said, give me water to drink. The woman said, how is it that you being a Jew, you are asking me, a Samaritan woman, to give you water to drink? Is that Bible? Was that Bible? No, it was just normal life. When you meet someone at Walmart, where you are doing whatever, it's the same thing. You don't have to prepare, I'm going to go evangelize. No, there's no dichotomy between you evangelizing and living the life that God has called you to live. And before you know it, in that simple conversation back and forth, back and forth, all of a sudden, the woman was, are you a prophet? She was the one that began to ask questions. Are you a prophet? Our, 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 our ancestors say we should worship in Jerusalem and blah, 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 blah. What did Jesus do? Just living the consecrated life. And as he was living, a relationship was built in heaven to create an encounter between him and that woman at the well. It is called friendship. It was just a friendship. Cossy, give me water to drink. Let's have lunch. That's it. He struck that relationship and as they begin to have conversation, salvation happened. That woman began to understand that this is the Messiah. Jesus did not do anything other than just having a normal, regular lifestyle. Normal, regular relationship. And the woman immediately recognizes, are you the Messiah? And she got the message. She knew who God was right there in that relationship. God's strategy is to restore relationship. It's for us to be the equipment. You are the equipment. 
God is working in you to replicate himself in you so that wherever God or wherever life carries you, wherever a relationship creates an interaction between you and someone else, God can reveal himself through that relationship. Remember in the book of uh, Ephesians when we're reading, Paul said God was working out the details. I am the least qualified, but God ensured that I am equipped. I am the least qualified to tell anybody about his message, but God ensured that I was equipped. And that's what God will do in the school of reconciliation. He will take you through trainings. He will train you. He will talk to you. He will, he will give you all kinds of things you need to know on how to settle relationship. How to make sure that there is a cordial relationship in every ship that God has put you in. It could be family relationship. It could be business relationship. It could be political relationship. It's all ship. It's all a means to the end. It's the vehicle that God wants to use to carry you a perfect replica of Jesus in order to introduce what God is doing to that partner who is on the other side. Amen? Is that, is that simple enough? At some point, we will create time to talk about the Messiah College of Reconciliation because that's where the work is done. That's where God poured himself into you. That's why he sent you out as an apprentice. For example, when he sent Apostle uh, uh, James and John, they were all in training. It was a training session. Because at some point, like we laughed about James and John last week, James, I mean John and um, Apostle John saw someone who was casting out demon. He stopped him immediately. Because he was not in their group. And he told Jesus about it. Jesus said, you shouldn't have done that. It was a training exercise. He learned. The next time, did you realize he did not call fire to come down in the next episode? He asked Jesus first. The first time, he did not ask Jesus. He just taught the individual who was casting out demons in the name of Jesus because he was not part of the group. But this time around, because he has learned, because he was an apprentice, that's what God is trying to do when he enrolls you in the College of Reconciliation. So the second episode, when some people will not uh, admit Jesus, he said, Jesus, will you wish that we call fire from heaven to consume them? Imagine if he had not learned from the mistake of the past when he stopped someone who was casting out demons. He wouldn't have asked Jesus. He would have called fire from heaven and fire will come. And would have consumed the same people Jesus came to die for. What am I saying? We're going to create time to begin to understand in the college, Messiah College of Reconciliation, all kind of stuff that God wanted to teach us. Because when we are perfected and when Jesus is replicated in us and we become the perfect template, guess what? The result will come out. It is an automation. Just like he did in John chapter 4 when Jesus gave us a perfect practical example. A common friendly conversation immediately it translated to heaven result. The woman was converted, and immediately the woman began to replicate. 
The Bible said he went to the town and told everyone, come see the man who told me everything I've ever done. Could this be the Messiah? Replication will happen when we do it God's way. Hallelujah. Let's rise on our feet. There are so much, but I'm trying to just give us the points. And I'm trusting that you will go and do due diligence so that you can enroll in the Messiah College of Reconciliation and let God teach you so that we will not be negligent of doing the assignment. And when we do the assignment, we will have the perfect result. Because if you read the book of Matthew chapter 23, you will see that some people, Pharisees and Sadducees, they were doing the work. But unfortunately, they were getting the exact opposite result. And the reason is because there are several things God needed to teach them that they have not learned. Amen? I want us to talk to God this morning. Again, there is no amount of teaching, no amount of books, no amount of preaching is going to, is going to help you. Until you understand you are the equipment. Amen? We need to understand we are the equipment. We need to understand what God is doing. God is in the business of saving life, not killing it, not destroying it. Amen? And once we understand that, every vehicle called relationship that God brought birth in us is a vehicle to help us manifest what he has called us unto. I want you to talk to God this morning. And here is the prayer. That in every relationship that God has brought you into, you recognize it's a vehicle that God wants to use to help you accomplish the destiny he has called you into. I want you to talk to God this afternoon. Lord, whatsoever I need to know in this vehicle of a relationship you have brought me into, let the heavens be open unto me. Because I recognize that this is a vehicle in your hand. It could be business. It could be family. Whatever it is, just commit it into God's hand now and say, Lord, I'm committing you this ship. Either friendship in the family relationship, in the business ship, I am committing it into your hand. I am submitting it unto you. I know it is a tool in your hands that you want to use to accomplish what you have created me to accomplish. Now, Lord, let heavens be open unto me. I want to fulfill what I am created for. I want to do what you have created me to do. And I know that this ship is a vehicle in your hands give god every ship you are in now every ship you are in if you are in a relationship give it to god if you are in a friendship give it to god if you are in a business ship give it to god if you are in a political ship give it whatsoever ship you find yourself now acknowledge to god that it is a tool in his hand and release yourself unto god and say, God, I am in this ship because you put me in it. And I want to accomplish the purpose for which you have put me in this ship. Let heavens be open unto me. I am trusting God for revelation. 
I am trusting God for Rema. I am trusting God for things that no one can tell you, that no book can tell you, no preacher, no pastor can tell you, that God will open the heaven and begin to release unto you everything you need to know to accomplish God's task in that relationship. And God is going to do exactly that. Let's talk to God. Stop to God, commit every relationship you are into Him. For it's God that is at work in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Father, this morning we just thank you. Thank you for we have learned that we are the equipment, we are complete, we are all right. We are enough for the assignment that you have given us. That assignment of reconciling the world unto you. We thank you. We give you praise. And this morning as we commit our relationships, which we know are ships or conveyors or vehicles towards achieving your purpose of reconciling the world to yourself. We just thank you, O oh God, that you take these ships, these vehicles, you bless them, you sanctify them, and you make them ready for your work. So that at the end of the day, the glory and the praise and the honor will be unto you only. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, we'll just flow into the offering right now. We don't need any summonization. Let's just uh, bring the offering bucket. And just prepare your offerings. You can give them by text. And you put in the keyword to 678-926-9529. The keyword can be tithes, missions, thanksgiving, benevolence, any kind of offering you want to give, just make sure you put the label on it so that the offerings are assigned to uh, what you want them to be uh, assigned to. If we are ready, just follow the direction of the ushers and we'll go from there. Oh God, love us You remain the same. Everlasting God you reign Above Omega Beginning and the end That's just who you are Oh God Oh God Love is never changed You remain the same You remain the same Everlasting God you Yeah.
bless your holy name. This will be used for the furtherance of your kingdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you because of our giving today. Reconciliations will happen Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Men being reconciled unto God. We give you praise and we bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, we have a baby dedication. And that will be from Sister Marjorie and family. Please, if you are ready with all their guests and everybody that's uh, excited and wants to bless God for them, just join them at the back here as they come forward for the baby dedication. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, thank you so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much. 